welcome to Happy Hamstrings. This is Julie Brown, your host of this podcast. I am podcasting from Alabama in the U.S. of A. Thanks so much for listening and just get comfortable and kick off your shoes, whatever you do. You know, get your cat in your lap, you know, whatever, get a blanket, fix you some hot chocolate. (laughs) How do you get ready for chilling with a podcast? Because I'm usually washing the dishes. Like when I'm listening to a podcast, (laughs) you guys might think I'm like doing what I described, like fuzzy socks, house coat, you know, hot chocolate, chilling, listening. No, when I'm listening to y'all's podcast, that podcast, I'm doing housework. It helps me get through the chores. Anyway, I'm almost a minute in and I haven't even gotten to my list of topics. So let's begin, shall we? Um... I don't have this on my list. I'm just going to throw this out there. Um, Currently, it's right in between uh, the summer schedule just started. So everything's right in between schedules. And I currently don't have a client. I've had about three or four random clients here and there over the past, I'll say, one year. Counting yoga and everything. So right now, I don't have any clients. I'm just sort of uh, using my downtime to train myself to be a better trainer. Because I know if I go in heavy, then I'm not going to be giving good fitness tips if I've got heavy crap in my brain. So I'm still not done with my 300 hours. I'd set a goal to finish this week. Um, Obviously, that was unrealistic goal. And it's because of things that happen. Things that happen. I'll get to that in a minute because that's on my list. Um, I forgot my weekend. That means I did the weekend, but I forgot it. I had such a day at the farmer's market where that, um, well, it was a fun day. Like these folks are fun to hang out with and it was fun. I got me some new honey. I got me some, just all kinds of like stuff. I bought me, um, a breakfast burrito. I bought me a coffee and really I should have just went shopping. (laughs) I I had just enough sales to, to almost budget me shopping. (laughs) But not really. I I mean, it was kind of slow for everybody there. God bless the farmers. You know, the farmers markets, I don't know where you live. The farmers markets go through a lot more than you think. Um, So support your local farmers markets. It's good for you to eat local. Um, Another thing I'm going to get onto is I've offered to do free yoga for our farmers market next month. I didn't have that on my list. I just remembered. Um, I'm offering, if you live in the area... I'm offering free yoga before the farmer's market opens. So that means we'll start at 6.30 a.m. in June at the market. There's a nice little grassy area between us and Wells Fargo. Anyway, Wells Fargo's closed except for people at the ATM. And there is a nice little grassy area. Plenty of room. So bring your mat, bring your bottle of water, and be ready to shop as soon as you're done um, with your yoga practice with me. And I will talk a little bit about the benefits of eating local and eating seasonal, eating fresh food. I've talked a little bit on past episodes about the my self-diagnosing, which I'm not supposed to do and I don't want you to do. I was like suspicious. Do I have PTSD symptoms? Because of something that came up for me was I feel like that maybe part of me was affected When I realized I got no sense of direction, I've not remembered anybody's names, but (laughs) oh, I had a little chat with my uh, 
in the class, in the students, uh, we get a peer advisor for our support. So my peer support, which is Molly, she was actually on live this morning and I'm going through all this mental crap, just stress. So I almost didn't go in, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to tell her. I'm just going to come out and tell her about it because her whole thing, what Molly does is she works with people who have Alzheimer's, like Alzheimer's patients. And so she understands a lot about like the science behind the brain. And something that she sort of said was, well, if that makes you feel better to, like if it helps you or if it makes you feel better to to blame it on trauma. And then that gave me like a new perspective. It sounds like people think I'm leaning into it because someone else had said in another office hours when I was inquiring with the teacher because she was already on to talking about the effects of trauma. So they're saying, like, don't lean into it. Ask yourself where this benefits you. Well, I said, I don't think there is a benefit to trauma. But Tina, who's on the last episode as a guest, she turns it around and she's like, but it can build character, like traumatic, traumatic situations can build character into your experiences. Like you have this experience that may not be good. However, it may also help you to like build character. Sorry, I got the squeaky chair under me. So she kind of gave me a little bit of different perspective in that sort of light, right? Like maybe it is beneficial. I don't know. I didn't, what I was trying to say was, I'm not saying that I'm trying to benefit from it. Um, I think what they're saying is try to see where do you benefit from it, in other words. So, um... I'm asking other people because I'm not I'm not about to go see. I mean, this is something Molly, my peer support, suggested I go see. If I think this is true, like, truly go see a neurologist. And I was like, well, they did the the scan for the vesovagal syncope. And I was kind of like, are you sure? I just don't see me going back for, like, random memory loss. My memory loss is only, like, specific things. It's not like... I mean, I, the other thing is I kind of wish I did have memory loss because I remember way too much of the most annoying stuff that's happened to me. And it's the traumatic stuff, right, that's echoing. And that's what I'm saying. It activates your fight or flight when you feel like you've been either betrayed by somebody or someone's putting you into an awkward situation, that sort of thing, right? So it was really helpful for me. I shared some stuff that happened And, I mean, this is a long span of time. And so what I basically shared was vaguely saying it's a repeating thing, right, that I've learned people lie. (laughs) Like, all people lie. And she said, well, that's just sort of like, Tina wants me to believe that's the lie that we tell ourselves, right? Like, maybe that's my ego speaking is what she didn't say ego. But, like, I know that yoga teaches us to know that when something negative comes up, that could just be our ego talking. So something that came up that I was, th- excuse me, I'm about to start laughing. Something that came up for me. I was thinking about my dear friend, Patty. Rest in peace, Patty. She gave me perspective on my mom. Now, I'm going to preempt this with saying my parents always did the best that they could for me. They always did the best that they could for me. But something I hadn't really thought about is betrayal until my dear friend, Patty, says, I didn't, she says, I didn't tell my kids there was an Easter bunny, a tooth fairy, and a Santa Claus. And I was like, oh, you really let them, at first I was like, you kind of like 
took that from them, huh? Like you took that part of their childhood, like the believing in magical things. And she said, no, I wasn't going to teach them that it was okay for me to lie to them if I want to enforce to them not to lie to me. She said, that's a double standard when I ask my child not to lie. Why would I lie and tell them, I mean, spoilers if kids are listening, that there's no Santa Claus or Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, whatever. She wants to tell them, like, the truth, even as children. Because she said, even as children, you're, she said, it's very, and then this made me, whoa. It had like, I had like the, oh my God moment, because this woman, you know, she'd went to Woodstock, or tried to go to Woodstock. I think her Volkswagen broke down. She was of the hippie era, right? So she was giving me new perspective. Why? Is it okay for some laws? So that's like a thing, like a cultural thing. It's okay a lot of your kid and say that there's these imaginary fictional creatures. And then they turn around and beat their ass because that they lied to you. So that was something that, like I had that oh my God moment. Like, oh my God, I always got in trouble. And like as a little kid, you know, get my ass beat if I lied. But they were lying to me all along. And, like, I didn't ever, like, bring it up later, like, throw it in their face. Like, well, you told me that I got these gifts from this imaginary fat man. (laughs) You know, like, I didn't weaponize it. Right? Like, because by the time that I had the, you know, the realizations and the connection of, well, it was okay for them to lie to me about multiple things. Um, (laughs) But I couldn't lie to them, right? Because that's trouble. That's in trouble. (laughs) Now you're in trouble. So, yeah, um, another thing that made me think of that connection very recently was Leah, one of our MVP teachers. She's a great MVP teacher. She holds Ayurvedic office hours on Friday mornings. And a couple of weeks ago, she was talking about the comparison. And she used fleas and scorpions as her, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she doesn't think scorpions are a big deal, right? Like, don't kill all the scorpions. You can just scoot them aside. They're not that serious. However, she has no tolerance when it comes to, like, fleas. So she was in a temple or an ashram, and she saw a, someone had squished a scorpion, and she thought, oh, someone should have just... And then she went right home and was killing fleas on her pets, and she was like, oh, my gosh. She said, the discrimination in me... And she was making this, like, big. She was saying there is no difference. Like, discrimination exists in all of us in some form. And I thought big about this. Like, oh, heavy. It's big. It's heavy, right? Like, she's saying everyone discriminates in some form or another. Whether if it's that we hate the fleas or the mosquitoes or we hate whatever we hate, hate, hate. And I thought about this long and hard. And I was like, wow, that's really heavy. Like, it's deep. It's kind of like... And I'm not judging, but it's kind of like when people want to make fun of vegetarians and they're like, oh, I love my dog, eats, you know, eats meat. And then they're like, oh, but that's just a cow. You know what I mean? Like, it's still a cow. (laughs) The cow and the dog, like, still life. They're both still life. So through the yogi eyes, like, I really shouldn't be eating meat, like, at all. Like I said, it's just really a meal planning thing. Um... So I thought long and hard about everything she said. And I was like, man, she's so deep. And then I've talked about this. If you've been following me from the beginning, God bless you. Because, wow, this has transformed me. And I could see why that you might be annoyed and step away from this. Because my journey has led me through a lot of ups and downs. And sometimes being led too much by my ego. Whatever. 
But one of the things I've talked about on here was my intolerance for the mice. I've had so many, I've had a lot to deal with. I'm in a very old house. So, um, I woke up very recently the other day. Well, let me rewind. Last week I woke up, there was a spider just on me, just hanging out on my shoulder, just chilling. Just a big spider, like, on my shoulder. And I very, uh, I very quickly grabbed my phone and tried to smack the crap out of the spider and hit myself with the phone in the shoulder. I didn't get it, but whatever. <laughs> um, and then, I think it was about four days ago, I woke up and there was a mouse on the trap. And I, I sensed this fear. Of course, you always sense their fear, but I sensed this fear more clearly than before. Like, I've always... I can't even tell you guys how many mice I've had to get rid of. And I know it's it's a lot to do with the way that um, I live in the county. And more and more people are cluttering up their yards. So when I first lived here, wasn't such a big deal. And as more families continue to grow, and then they try to grow their yard into something out of the TV show Hoarders, now we have the problem. Now there's mice everywhere because... They're just infesting the furniture that they're leaving outside. But anyway, that's just me ranting about my neighbors. So I take the laundry downstairs and I'm looking at this mouse and he's not been there long. I know because I checked the trap before I went to bed and I'm like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm still using these types of traps. He's not even like, he's not a baby mouse. He's not fully grown. He's like the in-between. We'll say he's in between age. And, of course, when I come down the stairs, he starts twitching furiously. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I'm looking into his big black eye. I can't believe I'm going to start my day off like this. this was, I'm trying to remember what day. I guess it was a couple of days ago. Um, So I didn't want to start off my day by destroying this thing. But I don't want it in my house. So I'm like, I have three options. I can throw you in a bag, which is what I usually do. I could mercifully crush which I hate to do I don't want to do it it's probably gives me more peace of mind than the bag theory I don't want to I don't want to kill him I don't want to suffocate him so I (laughs) this is the funny part I hate these things in my house I carried this mouse on the trap out into the woods way 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 off into the woods I live near some woods so I go off my property line just a little dab of cooking oil on his feet. I had my gardening gloves on. I push his little tail. I turn my back. I came back maybe one, two minutes later to see if I need to put more cooking oil on him. Man, he was gone. He didn't run off with the trap stuck to him, thank God. But it was funny when I started pouring the cooking oil. He was like eating it too. He was like, num, num, num. <laughs> I didn't improve his quality of life or anything. Uh, my mom joked with me on the phone. She said, he's just going to come right back in. And hopefully he doesn't, but, it, you know, he might. I mean, there's a lot of natural predators out there. I've seen lots of snakes. I've seen lots of owls. So maybe, maybe I didn't make his chances good by making his feet sticky. But, hey, I start off my day Monday without killing the mouse. And I'm like, this is a step in the right direction. So if you've heard me ranting before, I mean, I even had nightmares about it. I don't like to get rid of them. I kind of wish my house was just newer and, like, sealed in more of an efficient way. Unfortunately, the house needs more work 
than I can really put into it. So I'm doing the best. Like it's it's like Tina is always telling us, do your best every day. Just do your best. Uh, she's always reminding us of that. Uh, good news. If you live anywhere near me, the Jacksonville Square has a little shop called The Moon. And they have been selling my work like hotcakes. Um, if hotcakes were art. <laughs> so she sold my seashell wind chimes. Which, I mean, she gave me a little bit of a reality check. I had them like a little priced a little high. Then I realized that seashells are hard to work with and drill into. So maybe... Maybe that's not for me. Maybe I shouldn't do seashell art. Uh, she sold some of my spiders. Um, she's now got lanyards. She purchased some lanyards today. So for like name badges or whatever. She's ordered some eyeglass uh, chains. Which will be like a little bit of a different thing on the side. Uh, so seashells, spiders, oh my. Um, I think she even sold one of my paintings. Because I didn't see it in there when I went back. Uh, she sold some of my hair accessories. It's just, I'm so happy that the moon did some of my art sales. Um, my work schedule started back today. I'm already subbing. I've subbed today. I'm subbing tomorrow. So I'm staying pretty busy. And since tomorrow is my birthday, I'm going to make my playlist super special for both classes. Um, Nidra versus PTSD. Molly told me, don't feel like you have to do the, P the Nidra if you think you have PTSD or whatever. But I feel like things got off track anytime I, I don't know, when I say something like you guys can listen to this and take a million different views. But what I'm taking away from yoga is it's helping me. The ninja's helping me. Like, I didn't mean like, oh, I came to terms with I have trauma. It was like, oh, this is why my, this is why I behave like this. This is why I function like this. This is why I go into survival mode like this. It's like. One of the things you learn, um, or one of the things that especially that was enforced in my 200 hours is embracing all the sides of yourself. So I can't just be like, okay, the good Julie's good. Well, you know, the shadow Julie has her purpose of guarding the lighter side of me, right? Um, for example, someone came and knocked on my door. I'm just in here studying. And then all of a sudden, like, just randomly. And I looked out the window, and I should have reacted better. Um, I looked out the window, and there's no car. And I said what one of my, <laughs> this is so funny, one of my viewers, um, when I was broadcasting, I was watching her when she was live, and someone knocked on the door, and she went, that's getting ignored. And I actually stole that. I just went, that's getting ignored, because I felt like, wow, rude, you just come knocking on my door. Like, this would, the, he wanted to cut my grass. Now, this would be cute if you're a kid. Or it would be fine if you're a real business. This is just like a neighbor's 25-year-old who stands in the yard all day that's bored and thought he saw me as a dollar sign. And I should have just said, like, no. But I went off and started telling my story about, I cannot afford to pay. Like, he doesn't care why. I was like, I've lost jobs. I cannot pay you for yard work when I've lost a job I had 20 years. And I lost another job I had 15 years. I've lost two out of three jobs. So I cannot afford to just pay you to do my yard. I'll do it myself. I was working, and this was Saturday. I said, I couldn't cut it today because I was working at the market all day. And I was particularly in a stressed out mood because I maybe I did have expectations. <laughs> because I wanted the market to go so well. Um, 
One of the things I think helps is if that cold coffee truck is outside. If folks are driving down the main road and they see the coffee truck, now, mind you, cold coffee was there. Their truck was not there. So they still had coffees and lattes. But people don't know they're there because they don't see the truck and they don't stop. Um, and instead of having live musicians this week, we were um, we were changed over to Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. <laughs> so that was fun. We danced. I had fun. Like I said, had fun anyway. Even though the sales weren't where I wanted them to be. But since I've had so many bad things happen in this neighborhood, there and again, this is the person I've become. I'm just like, I don't think they want to cut my grass. Now, because I've been robbed, now I think they're, this isn't the agenda, probably. But now I'm like, what are you, did you want to see if I'm home alone? Did you want to rob me? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying out loud. (laughs) It's what the defensive, the part of me that's not really me, just saying like, why are they interrupting me? Like, why would they, you know, of course, when I was a kid, I'd go door to door and try to cut grass and rake leaves. But like I said, he's like maybe 30 almost. <laughs> and I mean, um, my husband was like, maybe they're just cutting grass next door. I'm like, no, I think that, I think that person just lives somewhere. Like, I think they're just bored. And I don't know. I don't like to be interrupted and I've become very defensive about being interrupted. That's not good. So, stress versus box breath. That's the next thing. Box breath has helped me so much. The contraindication is if you have any problem with blood pressure, you shouldn't hold your breath. So, part of box breath is to hold your breath. I've done that on the podcast before. And I'll go over it again. So, however many seconds you count for your inhale you would retain your breath for the same number of seconds. Then you would exhale for the same number of seconds. And then you would wait before you inhale for that same number of seconds. Hence the box breath um, is the four parts. So you would inhale, two, three, four, hold your breath, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, Four, wait before inhale, two, three, four. And then you would continue to do that. And maybe if you could count to eight or just increasing your number once every week, however it works for you. So stress versus box breath, that's what I've been using to just let go. Um, to kind of de-stress, I just, if I catch myself, I just, whew, I need to do some box breath. Or if I find... I'm stuck in a conversation that I don't like. If I don't like where the, you know, like, let's just say somebody starts talking to me about something that's very stressful that I have no control over. And they don't know. But I'll just start, um, my hand will go right to the third eye, right between the brow. And maybe I'll sit up a little taller. And then I'll bring my awareness back to my breath. So, like, say someone brings up something that you've repeatedly asked them not to bring up. You can just tap your third eye and come back to your box breath and just sort of let that go and move beyond that. So, therein lies the challenges. Um, I know everybody faces their own challenge. And one of the things that my teachers have taught me is, as I'm uncovering these things I had repressed, like, don't minimalize it because they said that's... um, 
they've noticed that about me. Like, I'll say, well, this, that, and the other, but we all have an experience. Like, they're like, don't minimalize your experience just because, like, you're saying everyone has this. But see, that's my problem. (laughs) It's like, I have a little bit of um, the no excuses. Like, I have the no excuses attitude. That's why I'm like, when people are saying, like, well, if it helps you to think about your trauma as your excuse for this, I'm just like, well, maybe I just don't have a sense of direction. And maybe I just don't remember names. But I can't see how that would help me feel good about any of it. Um, it was just sort of like an, oh, my God, what if this is that moment? And then again, in the end, after talking to people today that understood how the brain works because they study the science, I mean, they're not brain scientists but I'm like what good and what does it matter is what they're trying to say like what difference does it make wherever what comes from this or what comes from that um the problem which is real is that I have a hard time trusting not just I mean I'm talking to anybody I have a hard time trusting um it's almost impossible like for me This is why I'm so glad the MVP has got a yoga therapy that I'm going to participate in tomorrow. And I mean, I asked for it to be a woman for a reason because like, this is something I've talked to my husband about and he is not too effusive when it comes to people being emotional. Like he's not effusive about like how his emotions are he just doesn't talk about emotions like his dad his mom like you know that they they kind of had that boys don't do that mentality because that's what they were programmed like that's a cultural thing just like it's okay to lie to your kid about santa your boys aren't supposed to cry only girls cry a type of enforcement thing that parents put down this is like a generational thing this is like a southern thing as well i think too so as far as not showing emotion, I mean, that's just my husband's way. That's the way he was raised. He doesn't want to show emotion. So, like, when it comes to discussing emotions, it's like, uh, you know, it's a little different. <laughs> it's like, it's a little bit different for us. So, what's happened over the years, he really hasn't changed that much. However, I find myself changing and, like, evolving. And he and I, we still teach each other. Um, I'd say we teach each other daily. But I'm also finding myself, like, not wanting to watch TV. And then I'm like, well, I know that's kind of boring to him. But to me, watching TV is boring. So I'm making an effort, you know, to try to do things together with him. Because at the beginning of last year... He wanted to go out to eat. Like, we'll go out to eat because we both recognized I was busy. He was busy. We were working. So we tried to make effort. Um, But I'm hoping my yoga therapy tomorrow will assist me because um, it's not like I want to be the person that can't trust anybody. (laughs) I don't want to be that way. Um, Actually, that's what... When I filled out the form, they asked, some of the questions were subjective. Actually, one of the questions I just completely left blank. I don't know how to describe my eyes. I was like, eyes, whatever. We can talk about that when I get there. 
Um, the other news, I'm getting a cat. Now, I'm not getting the cat for my birthday. Tomorrow's my birthday. Uh, I'm getting a cat on Thursday. So, that means future podcast, you may hear um, a crying cat because he's still a baby. So, he'll probably meow and cry like a little baby. And I'll be training him. So, um, less podcast, I guess. <laughs> I'll be busy. Um, I'm subbing for spin in the morning. I just found that out. So you can join me if you're part of JSU. We're spinning in the morning on May 19th, 6.15 a.m. You can join me for yoga if you pre-register. Um, my website's got links, yogijules.com. Uh, 5.30 at the Hampton and 7 p.m. at JSU UREC. That'll be also on Zoom. So if you can't get to Studio 2, no excuses, right? Get in there. We're going to work through hips and shoulders uh, together. So, with that being said, I've got a lot of work to do on myself. Also, I've sold some more chains, these lanyard chains, eyeglass chains. So, I've got a lot of work to do in all the respects. Um, Beadwork, yoga work, self-study. I've got to clean up this house before there's a cat puttering his little feet around. Pitter-patter-putter? Putter? Pitter-patter. His stupid little feet's going to be all over. So, that means... um, For the last half of today, in case you wonder or care what I'm doing, I'll be getting beads out of the floor so this silly cat doesn't try to eat beads out of my floor. (laughs) Thanks for listening to my ramblings. We'll see, what did we go over? I'm not leaning into trauma. No excuses when it comes to if or if I don't, if I have PTSD, if I don't. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to use my box breath, overcoming everything I've been through. Uh, I'm going to get a a live trap for the mice. I'm going to change my yogi ways and be more yogi and stop using sticky traps. Now my cat, he will not be so merciful. Um, My work schedule started today. Check out my stuff at the moon on the Jacksonville Square. Super excited to be there. Also, if you want to book me for a session, we can use the moon in Jacksonville. (laughs) I don't know why I just said that. We're not using the moon. We can use the Hampton Inn in Jacksonville. (laughs) Not the moon. We can use the Hampton Inn in Jacksonville. We can use the Taekwondo. uh, Not Taekwondo. Yoshikai Karate. Sorry about that. On Noble, uh, which is in Anniston. We can use Pell City. So if you live in Birmingham, I have access to Pell City Yoga. So we can meet at any of these places. We can do private yoga or personal training, or if you don't live nearby, we can do it on Zoom, and I have an app to do personal training with you. So think about it, $50 for a one-hour session, and I'm willing to help you. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, like I said. I don't know how. (laughs) I don't know how you put up with me. I don't know how I put up with me. More to come. More to come. I'm getting up at five o'clock in the morning to get on bike. Um, Gonna Play some driving beats and make it a very, very special birthday spinning. Namaste.